I think everybody here seems to be doing this job because they love this job. Like, nobody, nobody has to be a financial planner. Everybody here seems to love doing what they do and the impact that we can have on clients' lives. You're listening to Your Financial Planner, Now What? The podcast to help you fast track your career by bringing you meaningful conversations on topics that influence new financial planners, their careers, and the lives of their clients. So as you may notice, we have a new voice on the show today. We have Ian Harvey, who is the current FPA NextGen president and very instrumental in putting on the FPA NextGen gathering. And that's what this podcast is going to be about today, the NextGen gathering. When you think about the work of financial planners, do you think of words like passion, purpose, and impact? If not, then something just isn't right. I'm Kate Healy, Managing Director of Generation Next at TD Ameritrade, and we believe that empowering people to live their best lives is a noble calling. The independent RAAs who work with us use their passion to help transform client lives, communities, and their own futures. Want to learn more about how we can support you in helping your clients reach their financial goals? Find out more at tdainstitutional.com. Welcome, Ian. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Thanks for having me. Before we get into this Voices of Next Gen Gathering segment, let's talk a little bit about Next Gen Gathering. Now, for everybody who missed it, can you tell us what the theme was for Gathering this year? Yeah. So the theme for Gathering this year was Grow Together, uh, where the idea would be that multiple generations within the financial planning community can work together to help grow as the future of the profession. Okay. So... Anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I love this idea of multi-gen, learning from each other. Um, What did that actually look like at Gathering? So at Gathering this year, we instituted something called the Profession Ambassador Program, where we were able to invite eight uh, volunteers who volunteered their time to be a part of Gathering to enhance some of the feedback uh, that attendees would get when they come with questions. Um, Or maybe there's topics that these profession ambassadors are experts in, and so they hosted discussion sessions based on, on where they, uh, their expertise lies. The Profession Ambassador Program this year featured eight professionals who were from the boomer generation, from Generation X, from Generation Y, who have started their own firms and have expertise in different areas. We had a session about investments and building portfolios. We had a session about pro bono work. We had sessions about financial life planning uh, and more, all hosted by these profession ambassadors where attendees could still have an open discussion format like we've had in gathering in the past, but there's an expert in the room who can provide relevant feedback and assist going forward. So we've even seen discussions on Facebook post gathering that harken back to the conversations with ambassadors at the conference. Uh, And so in a way we're able to foster this conversation, folks from newer generations are able to provide their perspective and maybe even shape, you know, more experienced generations how they they operate going forward. So there's there's a nice you know give and take when it comes to the ambassador program, uh, and ensuring that there uh, is this this transference of wisdom from more experienced generations to the newer generation. What do you hope that attendees take back to their firms, their local chapters, or their financial planning communities where they're at? My hope for gathering this year and going forward is that attendees are leave on fire for the profession. That might mean that in their their firm, they speak up more about what they think the future of the profession is going to look like and where their firm can alter what they're doing to to sort of get in line, right, with what the profession is doing and and improve their firm. The hope is that the the profession is going in a positive way. Uh, And then so they're able to take what they've learned at Gathering um, and implement it at their firm, but also be able to take their seat at the table. And we heard Marty Kurtz, you know, even offer 
that this is your profession and it's time you decide if you're going to take your seat or not is essentially what he said. Um, and so I'm hoping that people have left gathering uh, with this overwhelming sense that the profession is theirs, that they can leave a mark, that if they choose, they can raise their hand, offer what they have to offer, and then we can move together forward in a better way. You know, I just love what you just said about the profession. And I think that is absolutely key. And I think this is what separates FPA. And I, I know I'm biased on this, but what separates FPA from from every other group is that they're the only place where the end goal is financial planning. Mm -hmm. They're the only place where the end goal is how do we push our profession as financial planners forward. And so it's so cool to see that really take place in gathering as, as kind of this theme and having the young people lead it. (laughs) Yeah. What I found so interesting was we had, uh, I had a conversation. I think you were in the room for this. This was one of actually Hannah was one of our ambassadors for those of you who are listening. Um, (laughs) And In one of Hannah's sessions, there was an individual there who worked for a firm who sells insurance primarily, um, but they were here as a financial planner to learn what they could and bring it back to their firm. Um, And the comment from this individual was, I never would have expected to be surrounded by the people who come to gathering, which is typically the the fee-only type space who would come to a conference like this and feel so respected. And so the conversations at gathering are open the ideas are open and we can have discussion even on investment sales and how they play into financial planning and where they fit and and have people from the insurance side and the non-insurance side feel comfortable to have those conversations and we're not fighting or anything like that. Absolutely. So what goes on behind the scenes to make gatherings so great? It is very difficult for me to articulate the amount of work that goes into a conference such as gathering and the way we attempted to pull gathering off this year. We had task force members, which were uh, Kim, Scott, Brooke, Bors, and myself, the hosts for gathering this year who ensure that the flow of the conference and the discussions that are had are exactly what we intended for Mike Branham. And we had Elizabeth Chaton, and then obviously our ambassadors and then FPA. Well, and yourself, you also put a lot of work into it too. Yeah, well, I can't thank myself. Well, we can thank you. So thank you, Ian, for the work that you put into gathering <laughs> as well. Yeah, a lot of, I have to say, a lot of the work that that we were focused on as a task force this year was the mission and vision for gathering. And it's all about the power of an idea, right? So the the, the idea of Grow Together, the idea that the, the future of the profession is in our hands and we can act on it is was all part of the mission and vision. And then it was enacted by the folks that we just thanked and myself. So- Looking at gathering, like what is the special sauce about gathering that really makes it special? Conversation. And it's so hard to put on paper and quantify exactly how important that is. Um, but there, there's no way to quantify what a conversation between you and a role model might be over dinner or over lunch or at a break when we're under the trees or in, you're in a session and the discussion goes really well and you find someone across the room who has the same concerns or the same hopes and desires that you have for the future. And you can talk about it together and decide where to go from there. And we've already seen folks who start study groups, folks who decide to volunteer and they, they've met the person they're going to volunteer with or reach out to, to to figure out where they can become involved in the profession as a whole. So Ian, you've talked about the theme of gathering. What really inspired this theme for you personally? So when thinking about the theme I went back to uh, Dick Wagner's To Think Like a CFP from 1990. And when we opened the conference, we read the prologue, which sets up everyone in the room in the headspace to be ready to think like a CFP. 
within Dick's paper, there is a, a section that I think encapsulates exactly what this looks like going forward and a question that we can ask ourselves as we look at the future of the profession. And the quote is as follows, and forgive me, it's a couple sentences. So the concept of a profession by definition implies infinite levels of moral and ethical dilemma on the issue ultimately of greatest importance to both society and its individuals. It presumes individuals are ready, willing, and able to live and earn in the context of fiduciary obligations, ethical uncertainty, and personal responsibility with all their extraordinary implications. It means thinking like a, and then the profession title. Do attorneys understand these concepts? Indeed. Do physicians and ministers, of course, and do the good ones agonize over answers, especially when they fail to come up with one that satisfies? Yes. Do financial planners, as a rule, use professional ethics and fiduciary obligations as a framework for their decisions and advice? To me, that's a question we can answer. It's a question we can answer all together. It's a question we can answer with boomers, X, Y, Z, and next generations to follow is what is the culture that we're going to perpetuate as a profession? So we're excited to share with you the next segment, Voices of Next Gen Gathering 2018. Jill Clayton from FPA stepped in to help us on this project. So these are the Voices of Gathering attendees. And these are really your voices. You're part of this larger financial planning community as well. Hi, my name is Jill Claitman, and I am the Director of Learning at FPA. And we are here at 2018 Gathering in beautiful Santa Barbara, California, talking to first time and returning attendees at this great conference. And I'm standing in for the wonderful Hannah Moore. First, tell me your name, where you're from, a little bit about yourself. I am Douglas Bonaparte from New York City. So I'm a comprehensive financial planner, and I mostly work with your older millennials, your high-achieving millennials in New York City and the surrounding area. So I'm Cole Brownell. Um, I'm from Westlake Village, actually Oak Park originally. And um, I do advising in Century City and, and Westlake. Uh, my name is Stacy, and I'm from Dallas. I'm with RGT Wealth Advisors, and I'm a senior financial planner. Uh, my name is Lindsay. I'm from Hermosa Beach, California, and I work at Goldman Sachs. Alyssa Anderson. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I work at PDS Planning as a financial planning assistant. Beth McCampbell, Columbus, Ohio. Same PDS Planning as a financial planning assistant. Stephen Boatman, 24 from Greensboro, North Carolina. My nickname is Boat Show. I do financial planning in Greensboro, mainly for s small families in the area, ranging from net worths of normally 500,000 to about 10 million. Uh, my name is James Matthews. I am the managing director at Blueprint in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we are a firm that's focused on the next generation of clients. So we've spent the last two years or so now building that firm out. And uh, we're figuring out sort of what the next steps for it are at this point. My name is Stephen Ulrich. I am with Cassidy and Company on the financial planning team. My name is Galen Herbst de Cortina. I run my own financial planning firm, and I live in Thousand Oaks, California, which is about an hour south of here. Uh, my name is Bryce Snell. I'm an associate advisor at a firm in Calabasas, California, um, and I've gotten into financial planning by, you know, moving from the accounting background into financial planning, and saw. Uh, a place in that industry for me to be of value to family and friends and wanted to transfer that to clients. What I love most about financial planning is helping people. I, I compare it to, you know, I wasn't going to be a doctor and I wasn't going to be a lifeguard like my brother, so how is the best way that I can help people? And it's really working through their money issues and finding solutions for them. Um, I'm Sarah Fetter. I'm from Santa Barbara, California, and I am an analyst, pair planner, 
and this is my first time at the Next Gen Gathering. My name's Alyssa Renneker. I'm also from Santa Barbara, work here and live here. Uh, I also in the financial analyst para planner role and my first time at any sort of conference gathering. My name is Stephen Fox. I'm the founder of Next Gen Financial Planning in San Diego and this is my first time at gathering as well. It's my third time at gathering. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's my first time. Uh, so I first came to gathering two years ago because I was really new to the profession and I was looking for other people who I could like connect with and who I could learn from and that kind of thing who weren't significantly older because this area is pretty old actually. Um, and I got a lot of that and really got energized from it. So since then, I've been coming back just to reconnect with people I meet before and try and maybe help people who are in that same position I was two years ago get the same things out of it that I did when I started. I think I discounted the impact that one can have making relationships from, with people across the country. Already I'm starting to see that and, and that's invaluable because we it's not that big of a community in the you know, investments world. This isn't that big of a community. Having those connections, which hopefully will last over the next 20 years, um, that can be invaluable. And I, I don't think I really fully appreciated that. Seeing other people who are a lot smarter than I am that are like at the same stage as me or maybe a little ahead of me has been really nice to see. And uh, sharing info about what I'm doing, getting feedback on, no, you need to change this for this reason. And then they, they give me a great explanation to why, and I can take that home and do it. And me running my own firm, like I can implement stuff right away. If there's a great idea I learned from somebody else, I can go home and do it tomorrow. Um, and I love having control over that. And I love being around people who are doing the same types of things as me. Having an impact, being able to actually help my clients solve their financial goals, feel empowered about the decisions that they make with money, and actually seeing results that's one of the great things uh, I can do. Before I even started doing financial plans, my cousin who went to law school, she uh, asked me to do her financial plan. I was like, I have no experience in this. Yeah, I went to school, but I can't actually like come up with a financial plan yet. She's like, I trust you, Bryce. So just figure it out. And so she gave me all of her expenses. A lot of it was dealing with student uh, loans. And we really came up with a plan with each other about what would be the best way to tackle student loans as well as saving and building her life. And she found it very rewarding. And just seeing that aftermath with her uh, gave me, I think, the confidence to do it with other people, you know, not just my family and friends, but with people I don't know and people that I'm trying to build a relationship with. Uh, I have just that confidence now to give them advice that'll be helpful. I think I the, the people piece of it, like in school, I learned all the theory and all the, you know, knowledge. And I mean, that's all great in, in, in theory and stuff. But a lot of it, when you get into the real world, you get to see how real people react and, um, I think I learned a lot more of that from my firm I'm with now. Like they, they hire smart guys with CFPs and CFAs and all this stuff already because they're like, oh, you guys are already smart, but we got to train you on how to work with people. And that's really what, what I do a lot now is just learning how to interact with people and you know how to position the conversation of like, hey, this is the service we provide and the value you provide. But people think it's as easy as just saying, I'm a fiduciary advisor and they're, they're going to be sold, which is not true at all. I mean, it, it takes a, a trust relationship and it takes an ability to communicate what you're doing in an effective way that allows people to real, like, to become engaged and want to take action, you know, and, and change the lifestyle they've been doing because they've been doing it the way they've been doing it and that's how they've been trained. And now you're coming in and offering this whole new lifestyle change and it, and it could be big, you know, it's money, so it's important. So you have to be able to communicate that and and uh, you know i hate saying like it's sales but it's 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 like it's a like a educational process you know what i mean the biggest problem in the beginning is not knowing enough 
of the technical stuff and them just having some lower confidence because of that and not being able to see the forest for the trees. They just kind of see their own problems. And that's I was in the same boat two, three years ago, and so you can't blame them for it, but that's just the hard part of getting started. Well, I was in a, actually a breakout session just a little bit ago about you know, how do you know it's time to leave or transition out of your role. And we had a really good discussion about some of the things that are obstacles that get in the way of making that decision. And you know, I think for a lot of younger advisors, you know, taking the leap to start your own firm can be a big challenge, right? It's a scary thing, especially if you're relatively new to the profession. Um, but it's also, I think, incumbent on existing firms that have been around a while to be aware of the fact of their own need for succession planning and the uh, just the need that is going to exist sooner than later, whether they realize it or not, for younger advisors to be, to be coming into the profession. And it's really in their best interest to be on the same team with everybody who's here, who's you know, obviously engaged and interested in advancing the profession um, and using the ability that they have these big firms that are or, you know, successful firms that have, have worked for years to bring these people into the profession as opposed to you know, trying to keep them out, so to speak, which we see sometimes, unfortunately. From my limited experience, the financial planning industry has a stigma attached to it. So I think the biggest hurdle is just overcoming that. I mean, when you're out and about and I talk to people and I say I am work for a financial planner or wealth management, a lot of the times they're already gone. Like they're already glazed over, they're lost. They, they have an idea of what they think that is, which is someone who is taking commissions and doesn't have their best interest at heart. So just trying to overcome that, which is also really encouraging being here and every person I've met is of the other mindset you know of, ha of being a fiduciary and having the client's best interest and really sincerely wanting to help so I think the more that we can get that out there and share that knowledge with everyone I, th I think that's the biggest hurdle is just to have people have a clear understanding of what we can do and what we want to do. My biggest challenge is trying to figure out how do I start to scale my business beyond just myself. I brought on another financial planner about six months ago and I want to continue to grow the business to be bigger than just me and hopefully have a more impact on more people and figure out how to do it efficiently and effectively and that's tough to do with a service-based business. Um, uh, I'm hearing some good insights on other folks here who are going through the same challenge and finding solutions to parts of it. Uh, that's my biggest hurdle right now is um, it used to be like how do I be a financial planner? Like, how do I learn about taxes and investing and all that stuff? And then the hurdle came, how do I go through the process of starting my own firm, like compliance-wise, marketing and all that stuff? Then the biggest hurdle was, how do I get clients so I actually have someone to do work for? And now the hurdle is, like, how do I take care of all of these too many clients and start to scale it up and be more effective and efficient as I grow? Well, I think we have a lot of institutional players involved. And, and what I mean by that is I think that changing things that have been around for a long time is generally difficult. Um, there could be uh, a reluctancy to change. There could be stakeholders who are, um, you know, the money's good, so why change? Um, but I think a lot of, speaking of change, I think that's what we're seeing happen right now. It's, it's very much in our face in a lot of aspects of our society. And I think the financial planning profession is a it's a, it's a good benchmark, you know? It's tied pretty good to all the stuff we're seeing happen right now. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I would say for me, just being new to the industry, some of the challenges are just not knowing everything. <laughs> so I don't take, I mean, continuing to learn all the time, but and learning from the advisors, we both assist the advisors and are, are, and are not financial planners ourselves right now. So. And, and I agree with what she said, and to add to that, another challenge is always 
working with people's money is a sensitive topic and it's always going to be in, in many different ways. So um, there's not a clear cut answer for everything when it comes down to the bigger picture. Well, for the bigger picture there is, but so it's just, it's a sensitive thing to work with people's money, but it's good to help them. Uh, I think the most important thing is teaching people how to subtract from other people's problems and unload them onto themselves. And so. I think the biggest thing is really teaching these people who are coming in, because there's a lot of people here who are career transitioners, or it's their first time going to anything financial planning, and they're just kind of getting their feet wet. And so teaching them and trying to guide them in the right direction, regardless of who their mentor or boss is at this time, like what we're really about and what we kind of want the profession to be. And so teaching them, hey, we're here to offload their risks and protect them from salesmen who are trying to take more of their money than give them. And so at the end of the year, try to increase that net worth. And that depends on on the firm you're in, I have certain backgrounds that, that lead me to want to teach people how to give away money in the best way possible, and so that's a big thing for our firm. Yeah, the working with and the people here too, like I just want to like share what we're doing and why we think it's the best way and let them kind of bounce it off of their mentors and their brain and come up with their own solution to the problem. So here to see more of what other folks in the industry are doing and um, Frankly, my boss said it would be a really good thing for me to, to come here to, to learn from. That's a great question. I, for me personally, we're kind of going through some transition in the firm at the moment. And so I, I wasn't actually aware that that was happening until I was leaving to come here. So <laughs> I've been sort of at a, at a place of reflection for the last two days. So I'm, I'm glad to be here amongst people that I know well and um, able to sort of have the, the support in that from other people that are here. But I think the larger point of community is really critical. I mean, I think it's so exciting to see as many people here that are here this year, how big the numbers have gotten. And I think for me, I'd like to be, as I get older and become more of the sort of in the uh, mentorship type of roles with younger advisors to be more involved, frankly, in helping shape sort of what the future of the support for the next generation will look like. Um, I think that's really critical that there are people who are more experienced and older that are on the same team with young people coming into the profession. So it's not an adversarial relationship, but it's more of one of, of mentorship and of community and of really passing down the, the knowledge and the wisdom that, that, that can then you know, really benefit the profession as a whole. There's people, specific people I look forward to coming to this, these events to see specifically. It's almost like a you know, family reunion where it's people that are spread all over the country that you kind of can keep in touch with but you're busy through your day to day but you know certain people will be at gathering or be other places and you actually there are individual people that you actually look forward to seeing there. Um, and that's that's the advantage I think. It's that, it's that having that underlying sort of support system and community as you're going about your day to day uh, but you know there's people out there that are going through similar struggles or you know having similar uh, wins sometimes and it's, it's just good to have that group of people that can celebrate with you and support you and all those things. I think everybody here seems to be doing this job because they love this job. Like nobody, nobody has to be a financial planner. Everybody here seems to love doing what they do and the impact that we can have on clients lives. Yeah I think the impact and I think the other thing that I've definitely gotten um, or heard of high significance and importance of being here and the the importance of the next generation is just the crazy statistics of how many financial planners are over the age of 70 versus under the age of 35 and I think it just reinforces the need for the younger generation to really 
um, get there and help support that generation and, and want to help people. And so that's pretty powerful. But then I think it's also powerful just seeing everyone here who is the next generation and how willing and um, like everyone just wants it. Everyone wants to and he, to make the, the industry better for everyone, to help the clients in a better way, to learn from each other. So I think the mix of the need for the next generation compounded with what I see here is just really encouraging for the financial planning industry. For me and Alyssa, it's mostly like just getting a feel for the industry. Um, I've seen, I've heard a lot of people that are just recently going out on their own, and so and there's so many different stages to that, and even more than like you said, more than financial planning, that's like just business development, and I think having like people that are in the same situation in the same business and learning them from them how they've gone through that transition is probably been super helpful um, because it's one thing to talk about business development but when you're all in the same business it's way easier to connect ideas and figure out um, what's the best way to go about it it was it was everything uh, I felt like I found this really cool career that seemed like on paper it would be something I'd absolutely love to do but then I didn't see anyone else like me doing it. Um, and so then when I found that group, which I first found through a, uh, we call it the SoCal Summit, but the local next-gen chapters organized a once-a-year thing in Orange County, and then afterwards at the gathering, when I found that, it showed me that there are other people like me doing this. It is something that you can do. You don't have to just be someone who works with old rich people all the time. And it's not wrong that you do, but if that's not what you choose, it's not something that you have to do. I had some mastermind groups spin off of that. I have some people that I've worked with on a whole bunch of different projects spin off from that. I just have friends that I now hang out with whenever I'm in different parts of the country who came from uh, that initial gathering. Well, I wanted to put a lot of faces to the names. I think that's number one. I think having a community for the first time in a career is extremely important. Um, loneliness, being plagued with loneliness for about 10 of those 14 years it's not particularly fun, especially if you're an extroverted person. You get your power off of being around people. So that, hands down, is the coolest thing about being here. I mean, I'm a lifelong learner. I grew up in the library, and I really want to build connections, but also just understand the way people think about things. It's really great to be at a conference where you have people from across the country. So I'm from California, Los Angeles. We're in a bubble, and I'm fully aware of how much of a bubble that Los Angeles, California is. So I like to just talk to people and see what are some of the solutions that they provide for their community? What are some of the challenges that may happen in a different part of the country or for a different demographic of people that I'm not familiar with? And I think I'll get the most value out of that. I, I, I don't want it to be as difficult as it was for me. And I'm not crying about it. Like, it, it is my DNA. It is, it is my narrative. And I'm proud of it. But um, that does not mean I want everyone to have that same experience. If they can do what I did in seven instead of 14, that's what we want to see happen. And I asked myself, could, if, if I had that community, if I had that support, what could I have done? And if I'm asking that, well, I'm sure other people are too. Uh, just, just some new perspectives. I mean, a lot of people here have um, worked for different types of firms or people have started their own firms. And I'd like to maybe one day start my own firm. So I'd like to get some perspective on that and um, just you know, make good relationships here. And you never know uh, where everyone's path is going to lead down the road. And, Maybe later down the road, if I start a firm, I could bring on some people here who want to do the same thing. So I don't know. Um, the Dallas chapter of the FBA is really large. Um, so that is, you know, a great attribute of, of living in Dallas. But um, I feel like it's also good to just 
network with other chapters and, and other people that are kind of similar age and maybe just different mindset or uh, maybe they have different experiences that I can learn from. Same mostly for me. I just joined FPA like a few months ago, so I haven't actually been to any of the LA chapter events. So I know there's a couple of people here from the Los Angeles area that have. So just to learn more about them and see if it's, you know, a good idea just to stop by at some of them, obviously, in a smaller group setting. Because I think, I don't think the LA chapter is quite large, maybe not as big as Dallas. So I, pref I like that intimate kind of setting where you can really get some one-on-one -on -one conversations in. Um, kind of to go back on that, just you know, we work for a small company, so we don't have a community per se that we're in. We're, we're aware of one because of who we work for. We know they're in one. So just deciding to grow in financial planning, if that take that path, I guess, to reach out and see what our resources are for us personally. It was suggested to us to attend a conference this year, and obviously being of the younger generation in the office, this seemed like a really good opportunity, especially for the first conference we've officially, either of us have attended related to financial planning. So it just, it seems very uh, accessible. <laughs> so. With how much has changed in this profession, the fact that you don't necessarily, you know, go into a cube farm with 60 other of your colleagues and you're all trying to, you know, make it, but at the same time you have each other. It's not like that for a lot of people, um, certainly in, in the ways that I would say is the, the right way to get into this business. Um, and that's unfortunate and something I struggled with. So this here is something that solves that problem. And I don't know how to measure that value. But I'm sure people will tell you they sure like having a company when they're on their way up. What's my advice to them? It's just work hard and learn now, and then you'll grow and mature later. You can't really rush that much of it. I hate that answer. I hate the answer of experience is what you need because all you want to do is grow and succeed. And it's a, it, sometimes it's a crapshoot answer, excuse my language, but if you've been there for seven years, you should be progressing. But two or three years in, you need to be learning and being mentored, and then you grow from there and mature from that. Yeah, it takes patience. It sucks, because when I was first year, I just wanted to go out and meet with people, and I couldn't have. I wouldn't have done a good job. The, the way I talk to clients is I talk about things in their terms, like the impact that the work we do together has on their lives, how we solve this specific problem for them of not knowing, hey, what um, should I buy a house, or like, should I take this career instead of this one, or uh, how do you combine finance with a new spouse, or how do I get rid of the student loan debt that feels like it's crushing me right now? Uh, how do I get started with investing? It's overwhelming and I don't know where to begin. Like Solving those specific problems for them and then focus on, on that. I don't think they really care about the financial planning profession as a whole. They just care about what we can do to help them. And to know that we are competent, that we actually know what we're talking about, like we're technically sound, we're giving good advice and that we listen well and that we a lot of them care about that we try to avoid conflicts of interest instead of just selling them some product uh, that's a trend i keep hearing from them um, so i don't talk to my clients at all about the industry as a whole i think the part that i love working with my clients so don't think of don't think this the wrong way take this the wrong way i never thought that this profession would allow me to build a platform that i have um, and talk to some of the people I get to talk to and work with, not just some of the clients, but do the stuff in the media that I love to do so much. I get two passions for one. I think that's the part that surprises me the most because it's, it's financial planning, you know? It, it, I think it's super cool, and we're trying to make it a lot more, a lot more cool. Be patient that you've made it in, and that's very hard, I think, to get in the profession. I think it's relatively harder today than it was 5, 10, 15 years ago. And that as long as you're keeping yourself busy and are very self-aware of where you're at, 
and surround yourself with good people. If you can be patient, mine your resources, you're going to go very far. You know, I, I would, I, and that's something I struggled with, which is why I'm saying it, is to be patient. Put in that time, put in that right time, and you will be just fine. I mean, starting at 22, 23, 10 years ain't that bad. 33, and you're on your way, and you're, and you're you know, financially secure, as well as secure in your uh, career. At 30, uh, hey, you know, I know a lot of 43-year-olds that would take that. Uh, the one thing I do like about this one is I went down to New Orleans earlier this year and talked to Jude Boudreaux in the area, and he's the one who kind of told me, hey, you should really come back. It's going to be great this year. Because what I was really looking for is some more of the mentorship, and having people like him here really inspires me to want to be here more and gives me another person to learn from, and I feel like I get more value out of it. There's a lot more people from bigger shops here this year. I feel like it's been mainly the the four to fifty person financial planning shop but there's guys here from farmers and Cref and edelman financial and those are really big warehouses i see the value not only in just coming i was honestly a little bit skeptical about the format and whether or not this would be that useful thankfully my boss was saying this would be a really good conference to go to and she's right it's, it's been so far been a tremendous conference and i could see the value of coming once, learning from it, and actually coming back, I see a lot of people who are um, return attendees. It's been far above expectations, and I'm very grateful for that, and I would like to certainly be back next year. I would encourage others who were in the next-gen community to attend because it is, uh, there's a lot of good that can come from this, both on the relationship side and from learning from other people's experiences. It's been very, very fruitful. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great seeing all of these younger people together and they're just super motivated to be the next generation of good financial advisors. And I think everyone is sort of on the same page in terms of the way that we want to treat clients and the way that we conduct business. So that's really uh, motivating to see is that everyone's sort of, you know, in alignment. Um, I also didn't have a lot of expectations. I was just kind of coming into this open-minded. Um, and it's been really great. Um, it's really great to just see everyone's different ideas um, and just get a sense of how other people work and just kind of feel everyone's excitement for the next generation of what's to come. I'm looking to hear just different perspectives from other people. I feel like there's a lot of people here from very small IRAs or doing their own solo planning and that's very different from my day-to-day -day. so I'm just curious to see the different perspectives and what I might be able to use and learn and share. A lot of it now for me at this stage is trying to get past learning about financial planning as much and more learning about how to run a business. And so learning what to focus on from people who've been through it before. So okay, we should focus on business profitability, how to market the firm, what are the competitors doing out there, how do you uh, give back to the community, and just some, some higher level thinking versus being in your own silo and wanting to learn as much financial planning as you can. So it's just the development of, of my career and what I'm focusing on now. I'm really looking for just kind of hearing what all is going on in the industry that maybe like we don't focus on so much at my firm, but just really kind of getting a better, well-rounded feel for what else is going on around the country. I think it's been great. I think just the way it's been set up, the different sessions on all the topics and um, I've been able to, I think what I really wanted to learn is just how other people do things, how other firms operate, because I've only worked at the firm that I work at right now. So I definitely think that has been a great opportunity and that is what I wanted and I've gotten that so far. Everyone's really friendly and willing to share about them and you know what got them interested and just the passion of everyone is really inspiring. How is your work connecting you to your purpose, your community and your values? 
I'm Kate Healy, Managing Director of Generation Next at TD Ameritrade, and we believe that independent registered investment advisors have the power to impact the world in profound ways. If you've never considered being an RAA, it's time to take a look. There's no better way to put your skills and knowledge to work for the greater good of your clients, your community, and your own future. Find out more at tdainstitutional.com. Thank you, everyone, who lent your voices to this project. Huge shout out to Jill Clayton, and thank you, Ian, for putting on the Next Gen Gathering 2018. Sure, and thank you for having me. And to all of those who are listening, I hope you understand that you have a seat at the table to be a part of this profession. You can reach out to me to be involved. You can reach out to folks like Hannah and try and figure out where you fit in this profession. And once you find out where you fit, I would encourage you to go 100 miles an hour as fast as you can. Couldn't say it any better myself. So thanks for being with us today. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. No, 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 just go from wherever. Charlie will make it sound good. I promise. <laughs> we had Kim Scott and Brooke Boards. He's the secret. W- <laughs> Sorry, we, go ahead. We, we had Kim I Scott. I interrupt you this time. Ready? Yes. Yes. <laughs>